Off the ball. If it was me, you'd absolutely love to be 17 up as opposed to being 17 points down. There's no upside to being 17 nil down at that stage, you know? It's a shocking start. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball daily. All right, it is Thursday evening. John Giles is with us. Evening, John. Evening, Nathan. So it wasn't to be for Leeds United uh, and probably showed again on the final day just why they have been relegated, beaten at home by Spurs by four goals to one. Uh, it's been a bit of a mess this season, to put it mildly. Oh, dreadful, uh, Nathan. Last match was was a disgrace, really. You're, you know, you're playing for your life and they actually hammered you know, Spurs out totally outplayed him as everybody could see. Four one. Uh really, really terrible. I feel sorry for the fans, Nathan. Mm. Yeah. The the crowd shot uh went to your, your old pal Eddie Gray quite a few times during the game, who uh looked a little bit bewildered by what he was seeing. Like we can talk about Sam Allardyce and his impact or his lack of impact over the few games he had in charge, but like for a final game of the season at home at Elland Road, it just felt like the lack of fight from the Leeds players was staggering. It was lack of fight. It was lack of everything, Nathan. You know, lack of ability. Gave goals away right from the right from the off. Uh, you know, they've never been good defensively, even under Bielsa, but they had a better spirit about them, about getting forward, and, and that's how they actually defended. Uh, they, they didn't defend as much under Bielsa, but it was um, it was a mess, Nathan, you know, and they haven't cleared it up, you know, just hear Big Sam talking that uh, he says, well, I have to sit down with the owners about next season. Well, I can't see it, you know, he, he had a hard job to do. But he got one point from 12, and uh, the team didn't get any better while he was there. So I don't, I, I, they're in the right mess, Nathan. I think they're selling the club. Uh, you know, they, they don't have a manager. And it's they, all the things they've done, the bad things they've done, has caught up with them. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, when, when they go back to Bielsa, when Bielsa was there, they, they, they actually said at the time, when they, the results weren't very good, they weren't reaching their. He wasn't reaching their expectations. You know, this was a fellow that did unbelievable stuff at Leeds. Actually, I think he's gone to manager of Uruguay somewhere at the Morton BLC. But anyway, I mean, there's three managers gone since he's gone, and uh, sorry, three managers have come in, uh, and none of them have done anything. And uh, uh, certainly, Big Sam didn't do, didn't do anything at all. I, I can't see. Uh, meeting the, the the owners where he's going to get the job for next year, I'd be very very surprised. It's an example in many ways of how not to run a football club. That you can start life in the Premier League with Marcelo Bielsa as manager and end up with Sam Allardyce as manager as you're being relegated. Yeah, it's, it's, it just doesn't make sense. Now. It's a mess. You know, in my opinion, they should have stuck with Bielsa and, and, and give him a bit of money. He had a few injuries at the time, and of course the results weren't weren't good, but they didn't back him. At all, you know they got they 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 said it wasn't meeting they there. What was their expectations? Haven't he had done miracles for them over the three years that he was there, uh, and he was out. So we see see what happened in the meantime, Nathan. They've had three managers since, uh, and they, they've gone they've gone down without a fight. So uh, it, it couldn't have been any worse if they'd held on to Bielsa and actually backed him, getting a few players in. Uh, but that's hindsight now. Uh, but it, it's, I, I don't know what, what they're going to do now because they were supposed to be selling the club 
you know, the last time they went down, I think it took them 16 years to get back. Mm. Uh, so I can't see them getting back in a hurry next year, Nathan, at all. I feel sorry for the fans. You know, the fans were great, but the fans were were were, were uh, very, very upset. I think a couple of the players threw their jerseys into the crowd, uh, from what I can hear, and they threw them back again. That's that's how upset the, the, the crowd would be at the weekend. When you look at those three teams then that were scrapping it out at the end, Leeds, Leicester and Everton, what is it that separated Everton from the other two? Well, I think uh, Dyche was there for, for longer than any of the other two coming in, mm. Nathan. You know, he had a better chance than anybody else of, of getting to know the players, getting to the, what he would consider to be the best team on the pitch. Uh, and you know, the, I think they, they they won well in the finish. They had a couple of good results, uh, reasonable results going into the last match. I think Dean Smith did as good a job as he could do with Leicester. You know, they're another one that uh, you know got rid of the manager uh, uh, very early with um, uh, Brendan Rodgers. You know, they didn't. They, they were another club that sold players and didn't didn't back them up by getting players in. First of all, selling players. So I think once the, the the players see that, Nathan, you know, the manager has a very, very difficult job from then on. Very difficult job. Mm. I, you don't sound like you're holding out much hope of Leeds being able to get straight back up. Uh, it's very hard to tell, I guess, with Leicester. They probably had the most quality of the three teams down there, so probably going to mo- lose the most players actually during the summer. Well, that, that happens, Nathan. Unfortunately, once you go down, you know, there's an awful lot of money involved in it. Uh, in the situation, I mean, they, they get it. Uh, what do the goal gets? It? They get some. What's the thing to call it for the parachute payments? Pa- parachute, parachute mm. uh, you know. But but that's very little money compared to the money that's in. I mean, I think all all the teams get about one hundred and twenty five, one hundred and fifty million. Yeah, right. I think you get forty million then. When so the the and they be on high money, the players. So that's when they have to sell. Uh, there's very few for two teams can can hold on to the players, Nathan, when you get into that position. Uh, and I don't think Leeds have the, have the money. I mean, they're trying to sell the club as well. You know, I think they were talking about four, 400 million for the club, and it's down to 150 million, apparently, because they're, they're into, in the, the what, what was the old second division, uh, and it's very, very hard to get out of that, unless you, you really, really hold on, can hold on to the players. But you'll find there, I think, most of the players, a lot of the players would want to leave once you get into that situation. Mm. So everything wrapped up then. Uh, We have the Cup final on Saturday, the Champions League final and some internationals as well. As a Premier League season with Manchester City winning it for the third straight year for the fifth season in six, how do you reflect on it? Well, it was great, uh, Nathan, you know, to come back. I mean, I think there were 10 points behind Arsenal at one stage. Uh, and to come back, uh, it's 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 not an easy thing to do. But the, the way they did it was was extremely good. I think the the World Cup might have helped City more than anybody else, Nathan, because a lot of players that they were out for a long time, uh, and quite a few City players in the World Cup, but they had the bigger squad than anybody else, as we know, you know, with top class players. So they were able to to get over the World Cup and rest players at certain times. I don't think Arsenal uh, and Arteta had that to do, Nathan. You know, he had to play this. He didn't have the squad of players, as we know, 
that Manchester City had. So he was playing the same players all the time. And I think that caught up them as well. Whereas with the big squad that he had, he was able to rest players and still win matches, which he did. Uh, and that was the, 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 the big thing with uh, Guardiola in Man City, uh, to have the, the players that, with all the matches that they had to play, he was able to rest quite a few players and put out a strong team all the time. I think the season caught up with Arteta physically as well with the, with the situation that he was in. So you're going to pick your uh, 11 of the season, your team of the season for us over the next few minutes, and we'll do a manager of the year and a player of the year and a young player of the year as well. Uh, your 11 for the season then, who are you going with in goals? I'm going with Pope from Newcastle. Okay. Nathan. I think Newcastle have had a great season. And he's been really good. He's a type of lad. His temperament is great. He never seems mm. to be showing off or creating any, any fuss. He just gets on with the job. And I thought he was brilliant for Newcastle. Yeah, they had that run uh, pre-Christmas in particular where defensively they were just absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. And he obviously yeah, good was temperament. A... He's never shown off or anything. You know, mm. he just gets on with the job. And uh, I, think, I think he's been brilliant for Newcastle. Uh, so you've gone for a, a back four. Who have you gone with? I've gone with Walker from City. I think he's had a really good season. Um, I've gone for Diaz from City, who has again has had another good season. And I've gone from Dunk from Brighton. Yeah, I think he's been absolutely brilliant. I didn't know. I just read you in the week or two. He has had a, a, a cap or two. And I didn't realize. Yeah, he's been that. in and around the England squad a few times. Yeah, and you know he's, he's, he was. When, when they played the way they played in recent times, out from the back, I'm not a great lover of out from the back. Uh, him and, and the rest of the team, absolutely brilliant, cool, got on the job, and, and, and a good leader. That's what it looked like to me, because I think Brighton have had a great season. Yeah, they certainly have. Going to be playing Europa League football next season. Uh, who have mm. you gone with at left-back? Uh, Shushenko from Arsenal. Yeah. I think he's been very good, you know, and when Arsenal had a, had a really good season, I mean, they collapsed at the end of it, as we know. Uh, but he came from City, as we know, uh, and I think he was really, really good. I think he, he, he actually improved uh, with Arsenal as a player, in my opinion. You know, he was very good at City. I was surprised they, they, they let him go. Uh, but he certainly lived up to his reputation at Arsenal and was one of the main players during the year. Yeah, it was a sort of strange season for a lot of the left-backs and that Robertson uh, seemed to have a big dip at periods for Liverpool. Uh, Luke Shaw was excellent for long periods, but probably a bit inconsistent in some of the bigger matches. Uh, Manchester City had any amount of left-backs across the season, so you know Zinchenko yeah. probably was the one who had that bit of consistency throughout. Yeah, I thought he was really good. And he's only a young fella as well, Nathan. You know, his attitude. Because sometimes it's... it's, it's, it's 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 very difficult for Lance to go from City, who are regarded as the main team, mm. uh, and then do as well as he he did. You know, he didn't it didn't seem to bother him that he's left City. He got on with Arsenal, got on, did his job, did it as best he could, and he was very 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 good, really good. Uh, you went with Ruben Diaz alongside Lewis Dunk. I've seen some teams of the season went with John Stones. Uh, Diaz though. When he returned from injury after the World Cup and was pretty much fully fit and available to play, is he is he the best centre back in the Premier League right now? I think so. I think he has been for the last few years. Nathan gets on with the job, no fuss about him. A really, really good defender. Uh, no, really, really, really good um, in that. Uh, and who do you mean, Stones? Was it Stones you mentioned? Yeah, there, Stones. Nathan? Yeah. 
Well, he's played midfield mm. when he when he come back into the team. You know, that's what uh, uh, Pep did during the year. You know, the, he, he wasn't playing at the, at the back, and and he was very good uh, in midfield. But Diaz is, I mean, if you look at Diaz, he's very seldom in trouble or getting any fuss about him. Just gets on with the job, Nathan. I think he's a, he's, he's a real, real plus uh, defensively for Manchester City. Who have you gone with in midfield? I've got with De, Bru- De Bruyne. De Bruyne, okay. which we, we present him, Nathan. He's, uh, he's won you over? He, well, he's been very, he had a very, very good end to the season. Mm. Uh, on the run in there, he was, he was, he was. I think Pep gave him a bit of a telling off at some stage during the season, left him out, and I think he told him, "You're not doing enough," and you know, and and he wasn't. You know, he's a very temperamental lad, uh, but when he got back in the, in the run in, uh, he was he was really really good, especially uh, pr- providing uh, Harland uh, ha- Harland with the with the with the, with the uh, Passes, yeah. He was good, but I think he got on to him. I think I think he's a peculiar, peculiar lad in many ways. I think we talked about it before. I mean, he made a few comments in the World Cup about his, his fellow players in in in, uh, in Belgium. Mm. You know where he said, "I can't do it on my own. I need some help from around it." So he had a right go to his fellow players, which is extraordinary. And I think during the year, I think uh, Pep got a hold of him and said, "Look, you better start playing." Which he did at the end. He made a huge difference to City uh, on the run in. And as we know, a very, very talented individual. But he gets a bit sulky for too much, too sulky at times. Uh, for me, anyway. Uh, that he's, he's, I'm not so sure that the, his teammates would uh, would would be in love with him, Nathan. But when he's on his game, and he, he did make all those goals for for Haaland, yeah. And well, well, you know, I think he finished the season brilliantly for City. Well, in all the most important games of the season for City, it felt as though he was the one who stood up in those matches yes. against Arsenal, against Liverpool, against Manchester United, against Real Madrid. Yeah. He was at his best on the biggest occasions. So uh, maybe at 31, turning on, uh, uh, turning 32, maybe the uh, the run of the mill stuff doesn't really do it for him as much anymore. Well, it should it shouldn't really, Nathan. I mean, lads nowadays are 31, 32, uh, in my opinion, are, are, are reaching the peak. Mm. And it depends how long you hold on to it from there, you know. But he should be, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be struggling, definitely not struggling at that age because of his, the, age, the age situation. You know, I think he's, he's, uh, he's probably at 31, 32. I think midfield players should be at the peak. And then it, it depends how they look after themselves after that uh, to keep going. So, Kevin De Bruyne in your midfield. Who else is in there? I put uh, Casemiro from United. Yeah. I think it's been a big signing for them. Nathan, he's, uh, he's given them something in midfield that they didn't have before. Quality. 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 He's good on, off the ball. Uh, you know, he'd be regarded, I suppose, mostly as a defender, defensive midfield player, but he can get forward as well. He scores the odd goal. Uh, I think he's been a, a, a really, really good signing for United played really well uh, the biggest issue for United in the second half of the season with him was that he ended up being suspended for so much of it a couple of red cards uh, accumulation of yellow cards I think he ended up missing was it seven or eight games that if United had any chance of, of winning a league probably evaporated once he wasn't there well he did he, he did deserve some of the yellow cards at that mm. night, there's no doubt about that I mean he does get into tackle and it's 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 it's, it's difficult for a player like him 
that go into tackles uh, because they're they're so good at it most of the time, Nathan. You know, it would be very difficult for him to say, I won't go into that tackle, I might get the yellow card. It would be very difficult. You'd lose them altogether, uh, in my opinion. And it's it's very easy to pick up cards nowadays as well. Um, But I did see him a couple of times. There were a couple of silly ones in there as well, Nathan. But he he did make a big difference to Manchester United. So Casemiro, Kevin De Bruyne, who else you got? Uh, I've got uh, Joel Linton. Am I presenting his name? Yeah, you are, yeah. Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah. He came as as a forward, Mm. Nathan. And I thought he was hopeless. (laughs) I thought he was hopeless. A total waste of money. And they moved him back into midfield. Now, maybe he was always a, a midfield player, a natural midfield player. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. He gets on the ball. He con- you know, he controls the midfield in many games. He comes for the odd goal. But mostly as a midfield player, I think he's been absolutely sta- outstanding. But, you know, I, I was surprised uh, when they put him in midfield because I thought, well, if he's not going to make it up front, I don't think he's going to be. But maybe he's always been a natural midfield player. He looks like one now. He's been... Outstanding, totally outstanding for Newcastle this season. Yeah, I think if you had told me three years ago that we'd be uh, John Giles picking his team of the season and Joe Linton will be one of the midfielders, uh, mm. nobody would have believed you. It's quite. Yeah, a... I wouldn't have believed it myself. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been outstanding getting on the ball. He's, he's, he's like a general in midfield. Yeah. He gets forward well. You know, he gets his tackles in. He looks like a natural midfielder to me. I've never seen a forward come back into midfield uh, and be able to do what he does. He's been brilliant. Um, we we don't have an Arsenal... Oh, we do. We have Zinchenko. We've won Arsenal players so far. Yeah. But uh, you're going to pick another one? Yeah, I've got Odegaard in there as a midfield yeah. player, Nathan. So I think it's, I think they've had a good, a good midfield uh Arsenal, but he's been outstanding in the midfield. Mm. You know, he gets he gets work right, he scores goals. Um, like uh, Arsenal have been very good with the players and a lot of young players in midfield there. But I think he's been outstanding for Arsenal. Has Odegaard got the talent to get to De Bruyne's level? Um, he, well, he might be a different type of player. You know, well, De Bruyne is 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 is, is exceptional in what he can do on the ball. Uh, Nathan, you know, uh, Aldegaard wouldn't. There'd be very few of them in the Premiership that could do what De Bruyne does. But I think Aldegaard gets. Uh, he'd be different type of midfield player. He'd be a good goal scorer. Um, he wouldn't be able to make the goals. Uh, sorry, the way De Bruyne does. But, but he's, he's well able to hold the ball, beat players, get a few goals himself. I think he's been outstanding for for um, Arsenal this season. So you've gone with him ahead of Saka and Martinelli, the other two Arsenal players. Yeah, they, well, they're they're more wingers, mm. you know. Um, again, good players, a lot of good players at Arsenal, but I think he's he's he might be a bit older than them. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not so sure of his age, but I think he's been very influential in, in the big matches and, and and responsible in a big way for for the way Arsenal have played this year. So you've got your four midfielders. Uh, you're going to go with well two-ish up top. Uh, yeah. You're you're, uh, you're going to keep it straightforward with one of them, I'm sure. Well, Haaland is Haaland is is, is the outstanding player mm. uh, for for Manchester City this year. I mean, the amount of goals he scored is just incredible in his first year as well, Nathan. You know, and he's only 22, so he can only get better. 
You know, but to, to, to score in your first season in, in the way that he has scored, important goals, big goals, uh, he's been amazing. I think his attitude as a player is is really, really good. You can tell that he get, gets gets on with his, with his teammates. He always gives them credit for when they make a goal for him. Because uh, a lot of goal scorers are not like that, Nathan. They're very selfish. Uh, they don't care about the rest of the team, a lot of them. Uh, but he's, you can tell that with the with the players that he's got on well with his with his colleagues. He, he he plays as a team player. He's been absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, thirty six Premier League goals, fifty two goals in all competitions. Amazing. And of course, he is amazing. Uh, Nathan. Yeah, there's two more absolutely. two more big games to go. So Sorry? he has two more big games to go as well. Erling Haaland with the two cup. Oh finals, yeah, so yeah. He's got the, he's got the, he's more. got the big ones. Yeah. And uh, but the, the thing is, he's done them in all. The, he's done his goals in all the matches, Nathan. Mm. You know, you can't look at anything and say, "Well, he, he scored three against one of the low teams." I mean, he's done them in the big teams. He's he's been absolutely brilliant. I've, I've never seen anybody have a first season with the ability that he has. And again, he's only twenty-two, Nathan. You know, players usually use uh, reach the peak about twenty-seven, twenty-eight. So. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's been a huge player on the fourth season and uh, there's no reason apart from injury uh, that, that he shouldn't get better. So that's 10 of your team. Who's the last one in? I've gone for Rashford. Okay. I think Rashford's had a really good season mm. um, at Old Trafford. Again, he scored, he scored good goals. I think he's, he's, he's got better as he's got older. You know, I think when he was younger, he he, he was missing certain qualities. Uh, I don't think he believed in himself as much as he, he, he could have done. Uh, but now he's, he's a mature player. Um, he plays for the team. He gets his goals. And he's a very, very talented lad. You know, he's a big lad, as we can see. But very mobile, very quick. Uh, good finisher now. Uh, I think he's had a really, really top-class season for United. You mentioned qualities that he was missing before. What's changed about him? I think he, I think he was he was a bit in awe of playing for Manchester United as a Manchester United player. Um, I don't think he really believed in himself. Where now he's got a bit older and he has that confidence uh, to do what needs to be done and, and the ability to do it, Nathan. It happens with young players when they come in. You know, they're a bit in awe of the, the older players. And I, I think he was a bit like that. But now he's a really established player. Scored a lot of goals this season, and there's no reason why he shouldn't go on from there. Well, that's I guess the question for him now. There seems uh, a consensus that Haaland may well be able to repeat what he's done this season, next season. Uh, for Marcus Rashford, at, at 25, he scored you know 17 Premier League goals this season, which is level with his best season. But he scored 30 goals in all competitions. Mm. Can he get to? 25 Premier League goals, 30 Premier League goals. Yeah, but that's that's what he should. That's what you would expect him to do, Nathan. I don't think he expected of himself uh, in, in in when he was a bit younger. But now, uh, now he's 25, as you say. He should be reaching reaching his peak in in establishing himself in the team and uh, having the confidence. It's all about confidence with players like that. And I think this season he showed he he, he played in a, a much more confident way than he has done in previous seasons. I think I think if he keeps 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 that attitude, he can only get better. Nathan, who's your player of the season? Uh, it has to be Haaland. Yeah, have to go for Haaland. Can he get better? Yeah, 
Oh, he can get better. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's only 22. He's only 22. And obviously, he's got to look after himself, which I'm sure he does. Uh, oh, he can get better. There's no doubt about that. He's actually he's brilliant as he is. But 22 years of age is, is very young for, for a striker to be doing what he's doing. And it'll be up to himself. If he has the right attitude now, Nathan, which I think he has, and then his father was a pro ahead of him in that, I think he, he, I think he can get, if, if he keeps learning and learning and learning, has that attitude, there's no doubt he'll get better. Keep away from injury, Nathan. That's the big thing. Uh, what about your young player of the season? Um, a young player has, has, has been uh, Evan, is it Evan or even Evan? Evan. Evan Ferguson. Ah, yes. He's been brilliant, Nathan. <laughs> I think well, he's only 18, 19, isn't 18, he? 18, yeah. 18, he's amazing. And good for him, a big lad, uh, mobile, physical, uh, does his work. Really good lad. I mean, he, 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 couldn't, he couldn't fault him with his attitude. And attitude is, is, is oof, 40, 50%, 60, 70, 80% of, of, of young players particularly. Mm not getting carried away with themselves, getting out, being a team player, and he's shown all of that. I think he's been brilliant. And he can only get better in, 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 a, in a Brighton team that's been remarkable, absolutely remarkable, uh, Nathan. It's incredible with Ferguson. He only scored his first league goal for Brighton on New Year's Eve. Like It's not even a full season he's had there. It's a half a season that he's yeah. had with Brighton so far. So even for him at 18... Learning to play the game, you know, still, I think last weekend was maybe the first time he played a full 90 minutes for yeah. Brighton in the Premier League. Yeah. Well, Brighton have been brilliant. Actually, I'd only, I'd only give asked me about manager of the year. Yeah. And I've given it to the Brighton manager. To Zerby. Zerby. I mean, it, it, that, that club is absolutely amazing. They sell players all the time, Nathan. And they seem to replace them, no problem. You know? They've got young Ferguson coming in now. Uh, I don't know how many. They must have sold at least six players in the last couple of couple of years. Nathan, I've never seen the club before, ever, do that. Usually, when you sell your best players, you're going to go down. Yeah. But whatever way they have of recruiting players, and I think they've gone to, from what I can gather, they've gone to to countries that are not sort of England and and uh, Spain and uh, all the top. The top yeah, names, you know, elsewhere. Italy, Spain, France, and all these clubs. And and if you look back on the World Cup, Nathan, and it's amazing how we all we all said at the time how amazing the smaller clubs did in the World Cup. And from what I can gather, Brighton are recruiting from those particular countries that we were talking about. They're amazing, they're amazing. They've sold they've sold players, and they're getting players in that are just as good, if not better. Uh, they might sell a couple of players at the end of the season. And the manager says, "Well, if they want to go, they go. Well, that's what that's that's what we have to put up with." But they keep they keep putting players on the pitch. Nathan, at least six players have gone in the last year or two, and usually when that happens, the team drops down. Yeah, well, they haven't. They've got better, really good. I mean, they were in the in the in the cup semi final against United. I thought they were very very unlucky mm. to lose that particular game. But they've they've done brilliantly, and I'm glad young Ferguson is in that club. He will get the opportunity to get the opportunity to get to get into that particular team. 
and, 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 and I don't think he'll do it remarkably well. Well, look, we'll have a lot more opportunity to talk about Evan Ferguson over the next couple of weeks. He is, of course, in the Republic of Ireland squad for the qualifiers that are upcoming against Greece and Gibraltar. There is a Champions League final next week on Saturday. There's an all-Manchester FA Cup final, John. Uh, 50 years on from your defeat to Sunderland, but 60 years on from the first time you won the Cup uh, with Manchester United back in 1963. Uh, Well, a game you have mixed memories from? Uh, no, I've got very good memories from the from it, Nathan. We 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 weren't expect we were second favourites for sure. Leicester had a great season right. that season. I think just finished third or fourth in the league. We we had a struggle against relegation, uh, so it, it, we weren't favourites by any means. But on the day, uh, don't forget we had Dennis Law, and Bobby Charlton, and the, the big big names and terrific players that, that we hadn't done well during the season. But we turned it on on the day. We beat Leicester well. I think it was 3-1. Mm. Uh, and we won well, played really well on the day, uh, Nathan. Yeah, it was unexpected. We certainly, we certainly weren't favourites. We were second favourites for that particular match. 100,000 in attendance at Wembley uh, that afternoon for that FA Cup final. Uh, what was the pre-match tradition? Because, you know, even... Uh, you know, growing up in the 90s and watching it, we'd remember the TV coverage from 9am and following the team bus through and being at the team hotel that morning. Was this uh, the entire family over for Dublin from the occasion? Um, yeah, my, my mother wouldn't go. <laughs> my father went. Uh, and my wife was just before I got married. Why, why would uh, your mother not she go? She didn't go to the match either. She wasn't interested, never was. <laughs> uh, but funny enough, Nathan, I was pretty relaxed for the match. Right. Because... I'd fallen out with Matt at that particular time. And to be honest, uh, Nobby Styles got injured just before the cup final. Mm. And I, would, I was definitely wouldn't have played in the final. And Nobby got injured the, the week before the final. And I only got in on the, on, on the right wing uh, at that particular time. I definitely wouldn't have been in the team uh, if uh, Nobby hadn't got injured. Although, I'd, funny enough, I'd played in all the matches. You know, I played right up to it. Uh, but Matt sort of fell out with me. I don't, I don't know, I'd lost confidence in me. And I wouldn't, if nobody had been fit, I wouldn't have been in the match. So I was pretty relaxed uh, going into the game. When I say relaxed, I mean, you can be nervous. and you're Obviously still nervous. But I wasn't over-nervous by any means because uh, I, knew, I, I knew I was on my way out or I wanted to go. Uh, from Old Trafford at that particular time but I did play in the final and the team played much better than we had been in the league actually turned it on on the day played really well Dennis Law scored a goal David Hare scored two goals Bobby Charlton was brilliant uh, so we totally outplayed Leicester on on the day there's mm-hmm. no doubt about that but the type of players we had probably suited playing at Wembley in a cup final you know with a lot of talented players but the following season United were a different team altogether they, they were they were challenging for the league the following season. Uh, I think that the '63 was Dennis Law's first season. Dennis was brilliant. Of course, he was a great player. He scored. He scored a great goal that day. Uh, but uh, to be honest, I knew I, w- I would be on my way after that cup final. Mm. Did you... But I enjoyed it, uh, Nathan. Obviously, you get to win, to win the cup final. I mean, it was the first time Manchester United won the cup since 1948. When we won, and it was, it was also getting over the Munich Air disaster. Yeah, uh, I think the first trophy from from after the Munich Air disaster for Manchester United, and who went on from there. 
you know, they had a good season the next season, then they won the league, and uh, they, they had a, a really, really good few, few years from that particular match. Morris Setters was on that team. He was. Jack Charlton's assistant. Yeah, we, we had, had three, had three Irish fellas on the mm. team. Tony Dunham, no, no Cantwell. No, no, it was captain. Uh, no, Cantwell. Tony Dunn and myself. There were three public environment players on, on the team, which, which, is, which, which was brilliant as well and, and unusual. Uh, we've spoken a lot about Tony Dunn through the years and his qualities as a player. Uh, what was Noel Cantwell like? Uh, Noel was a, a classy player. He was he was a left back, uh, and he was very he was a very tall lad. You know, he was a big lad. Noel, very very fit lad, but he had great control. He was left footed guy playing at left at left back, and he had a great left foot, as they used to say. Well, still say, you know, he was very very good. Noel was a very good distributor of the ball. Uh, He'd be noted more for his, his his qualities on the ball than defending, although he could defend obviously. But he was he was very good on the ball and took a lot of responsibility. No, you know he he was he was a leader. Mm. Uh, he was a leader with the Irish team. Uh, he, he was a leader at West Ham when he went to West Ham and then came to United. Um, so it was it was um, it was a big day for the Irish that day. Would there have been a big Irish support over for it? Well, if they could get the tickets, yeah, <laughs> it's very difficult to get uh, Wembley to even now, you know. But in those days, uh, Wembley, you know, the cup final was was the match uh, of the season. You know, that was the glamour game. So uh, it was. It, it, the, 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 I'd say as many as they could get tickets in Ireland would have been over for the match. I mean, United had a huge uh, following for a long time. I mean, I was a Manchester United fan. All my pals. When they won the cup in 1948, uh, you know Jackie Carey winning the cup. Jackie Carey is one of our great players. Uh, so, like a lot, of, United had a huge support, and then a bigger support after the Munich air disaster. You know, there was a lot of a um, lot of Irish Irish people followed Manchester United, mm. myself included. Well, I'm sure there's going to be a big Irish support across the Wembley on Saturday. It is United against City. We'll look back on that next Thursday night, John. Great stuff yeah. as always. Looking forward to that, Nathan. Yeah, good. All right. It is uh, FA Cup final, at 3 o'clock. Uh, back to its uh, regular kickoff time on Saturday afternoon. Of course, we'll be chatting to John uh, next week on that, the following week on the Champions League, and with us all the way through till the end of June as we look back on those uh, Republic of Ireland qualifiers as well. We're going to talk about Stephen Kenny's squad for that in just a moment.